Welcome everyone to the Joey Harris Show. I am your host, Joey Harris, and you can always get me Joey Harris Comedy at gmail.com. And joining me is the world's greatest pinch hitter. TJ, how are you, my friend? I feel good with that title, bro. Like of all the of all the 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 jobs or, or titles that you've given me, I feel good with that one. It's like it doesn't matter what it is. You need somebody to come in and do the job. And that's exactly and that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Like I just told you, like I had some other things and yeah, people couldn't do it. And I'm like, I could put out a classic episode, but I really wanted to get some new content. And and so I messaged you this morning, and if you couldn't do it, I'm like, that's fine. I can come up with something. But you're like, yeah, let's do it. We're going to chop it up. This is kind of a free-for-all. I have got a couple of topics for you, and, you know, we'll get in a recommendation or two and some shenanigans. But right up at the top, you know what's been going through my head all day, and I just feel the need to tell you this because I, I know that you would enjoy it. Rita doing hot potato from Arrested Development. Hot potato, hot potato, <laughs> hot potato, hot potato. <laughs> so, I haven't thought about that in so long. So Neither have I. Neither have I. But it's been going through my head all, all day. Uh, so watch Rip the pop. Me. Watch the poppins. Watch the poppins. I, you know, if I, I if I'm walking down the street and some marionette just strikes me out of nowhere and everybody stops to point and laugh at me, like I mean, that's that's a that's a special kind of low right there. I tell you what, it is, man. But uh, pivoting, you know how we like to pivot here. Then pivot. I've been thinking about it. They released this week that um, Disney is not going to release any more numbers uh, domestically or internationally for the Marvels, which means that it's pretty much done what they feel like from box office uh, standpoint. This is not when it comes out on digital or anything like that. Which means at this point, it is Disney's all-time, uh, Marvel's all-time biggest money loser. And very polarizing movie. My wife and I went. We both enjoyed it. I had a great time. It flowed beautifully. It, it got in. It got out. It did not drag. But at the same time, I realized when I was like enjoying it, this is not a movie for everyone. Not everyone will enjoy this. Uh, does Marvel need to uh, take a step back? Do they need to change any of their future plans going forward? What do you think? I don't think so. Um, because you, I feel like if everything that we got this year was on this trend, then yeah, you know, maybe Marvel needs to change the game up. But the thing about it is Quantumania wasn't necessarily the best. It still made some money. But then you had you had Guardians this year. 
You know, right. Guardians, you know, make a lot of money. And so if we're and that and that was, you know, to hear James Gunn, I mean, he wrote that a while back. You right. know, so it's not like new material needs to be made that's gonna cultivate the masses. It's like ultimately right now I feel like that film was destined for mediocrity because of whatever hate there is for the star of that movie. You know, right. for whatever reason, there was hubbub that came up when the first movie came out. People didn't like how it was publicized or whatever, um, but whatever, it rubbed people the wrong way. So now every movie that she's in after that, they're always going to hate on her character. She had a very small role in Endgame. And they had nothing positive to say about that, you know. And so, so it's just like it seems like the masses have just collectively decided that Brie Larson has a stink on it, you know. And the thing that stinks is because um, Ms. Marvel, the TV show, um, I thought it was great. You know, I thought you know that it, that that it did a good job of giving an origin to that story. Um, it did, it did give us mutants against the first mention of mutation in, in the, um, in the MCU. And that even gets dampered because whatever hype she had coming from that, I mean, people are going to go see it, but they're not going to go out in droves. So yeah, a lot to talk about on that. I feel you and I agree with you for whatever reason you're right. Um, my wife asked me a couple of questions because she had not seen Ms. Marvel, but it was about her family. And she says, well, who is this person? And who is this person? And she was, she didn't need all the backstory. Like, like you could, but this is what I think when we get towards the end of this multiverse saga, people are now going to look back at this, the way they look back at the first Dr. Strange when it sets up so much stuff later on, because this sets up not only the Young Avengers to one of the credit scene, but another multiverse that has mutants in it in the form of um, Hank um, McCoy, McCoy. Beast, Beast. Yes, yes. Uh, Monica's mother in, in that in that the Rambo was full time, right? Her, her mother. So uh, I think they're going to look back at this like, oh, like I didn't watch that, but now I can't, I can't sleep on that. I got to go back and get caught up because they'll be like, oh, now we're doing this, this, and this, and they're like, wait, w w what's happening here? And so that's where I think it will um, come to play. Pivoting, but staying in the same realm. <laughs> We're going back some, all right? I was thinking about this yesterday. You had the snap from Thanos that led to what they call the blip. They refer to it as the blip, all right? Now, from everything that I see, after the blip, they no longer had professional sports. Um, so, this is, my, this is my point to you. No matter how it's set up, the snap comes, half the world is gone, all right? You have people who were playing, let's say, professional football, for instance. Some of them were left, 
this is what they did for a living, and now it is no longer there. I'm assuming something was set up to help them. My question to you is, if TJ and Joey are playing on a professional football team, TJ's the star player. You make the big money. Joey's just starting. I just made the squad. I'm not making the big money yet. I'm making whatever the minimum is. Now, both of our livelihoods are gone, all right? I'm assuming there's something set up on a federal level that I'm now getting some sort of assistance. I'm getting some sort of a paycheck because I don't do whatever it is anymore. Uh, What I'm saying is, what did you say? I would, I would, I would be hard pressed to think that they would even care about the sport, the athletes in that moment. Like, but oh, I, you don't have a job. Something I understand that. Uh, I, I fully understand and appreciate that. But my response is, um, excuse me, I didn't get called there. Like now, my entire family's gone, and they don't even let me do the thing that I do. I'm assuming there's something set up, and I'm assuming they're like, oh, it was your first day. Here you go. My question to you is, do they give you the same thing? You're the star player and all of this. You've got all the millions banked. I'm saying this is not my thing. Like, as much as we may not like it, you also didn't get to choose that your livelihood was taken away. You need to get the same thing that I did. So you asked the question, do I get I would say if it's coming from... If it's federal, if it's federal, then yes, we would get the same thing. Because this is an assistance to you because now what you're doing isn't available. Where I thought you were going with the question is what are we doing? And okay. my response was we're going to start basic, the, the basketball league. Like, if you've I'm never seen baseball, I have if not. You've never seen then you need to. It's an it's an amazing film. It's uh, done by the guys uh, Stone and the, the guys who do South Park. The guys from South Park, uh, Parker and Stone. Yeah. Um, Parker and Stone. So hilarious, hilarious. And we're headed there anyway. My internet chum, Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. Excuse me. Let me get his his name right. A brilliant comedian, podcaster. He's my inter- internet chum. We've known each other. A dozen years now, I've been to Atlanta and Boston to see him, have bought tons of his stuff. We are on very friendly uh, terms, is in that movie. He is the huge player at the end that they're circling to try to get to to psych out. So that that is him. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. So uh, I always have to give him a shout out whenever um, we talk about whenever anybody talks about that movie. Um, So, pivoting to that, TJ, what is something about you that people who don't know you, or maybe even people who know you, an incorrect assumption that they make about you? Oh. Um... That is a so, I and I I, I reckon you've been doing radio for a while, man. You know how to ask the questions. Like, can I point? Like, did y'all hear? 
how, how like he like switched the game up. TJ. Like I heard it. I heard it in your voice. What what is this one thing? You just asked it in a way. You changed the whole and I guess I guess you kinda have to. Because you can't jokingly ask the question. I mean I guess you could, but you asked it in a way that made me really think about it. Like, oh snap. Because people do. People assume things. Um Mm, that's tough because I don't want to get too deep and have us both crying on the on on this on this podcast. Um, but one one thing that I will say, people um, who don't know me, when they see me, especially now that I'm wearing the bigger gauges and the bucket hats and the 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 mala beads that are shaped like skulls, like they assume that you know I'm this brute. You know, as if, you know, so I've had people come to me like after they've heard me speak or heard other people talk about me like, oh, my gosh, I never thought you were so nice. Mm -hmm. Just based on I'm the teddy bear, baby. I don't understand. Like, I I would literally walk around like Winnie the Pooh if it didn't get me arrested. I don't understand where this 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 thing comes from, especially with the smile. But, yeah, they just assume that I'm just this. Like, I would just be one of the background actors in, like, uh, a pirate movie. Like, like I'm just back there, just, I just look grimy. You know, maybe I got a peg leg or, you know, a parrot on my shoulder. Something, something just, or maybe Mad Max. There you go. Mad Max Thunder Road. I got the chromed out mouth and I just look like I've ravaged a, a village. But it's not even, but it's not that. You know, I'm all about peace and love. But you see, I would personally like to see you in the background with the peg leg and the parrot, like the parrot's mouth <laughs> off, and you're just, you don't necessarily hit, you just swat at it, and the parrot's paying you no mind. Yeah. The parrot's paying that, you no mind. That small role in the next Pirates of the Caribbean is going to get me a spinoff on Disney+. Plus. You know, because all I'm doing, I don't have a line because they don't want to give me a cred, but I'm standing back there and I'm just swatting at the parrot and everybody just, it, it just, that's the comic relief right there every time. It's perfect. And it's like uh, from the creators of Pirates of the Caribbean, from Disney Plus, Pirates of the Mediterranean. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I come up, you see? You get to pick your meat, and then they kick it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and you say, listen, man, pirates are all about love. And somebody else says, do you even know what a pirate is? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's it. Like, so, Disney, send the check. Joey's ready to write it. He's ready to put this down. We need to put I, this together. We will, we, will, we will knock it out, man. I'm telling you. For me, having lived in New England for seven years, and when I lived in North Carolina, I didn't think I had a thick accent at all. Somebody's like, you know, your accent is not very thick. Like, I can tell, but it, it's not very thick. And then moving to New England, people think that you're a hick. They equate a southern accent with a loss of intellect and are not very subtle about expressing that. 
like, are we talking too fast for you? I'm like, okay. No, I'm fine. Thank you. But it, I that can is, see that. That's what happens. That is definitely what happens. Now, I don't, I realize with this, so if you need a second, I can vamp. I realize that I'm throwing this on you, and I should have let you know ahead of time. Like I said, this is last minute. Do you have a question for me? Yes. Okay. Yes. See, see, you think I wouldn't be ready. I got my pants on. I got my big boy pants on, a big boy belt, you know. I don't know what that has to do with questions, but I have those things on, people. Just wanted to let y'all behind the scenes. So now that I'm in the, the, the hot seat, I'm in the interviewer's chair, I have to put on the voice. Joey, you saw the play Little Shop of Horrors. You know about somewhere that's green. She's got a grill on the patio. She's got a garbage disposable. She's got she's got a, a, an iron. She's got an iron. I'm asking you, what is your somewhere that's green? Ooh. Mm. I want some some place that's that's big, but like all one level. You understand? Like plenty okay. of room, plenty of room. And I want like a huge yard, but not a lot of trees because I do enjoy mowing the grass. I don't like raking leaves and I don't like trying to mow around the yard, but I want plenty of space um, with with that and plenty of room for like guests or, you know, if my wife and I are ever lucky to have kids, kids or animals or 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 what have you and kind of away from other people like not far enough to where we never see anybody but not to where they're um sitting on their couch looking to see what we're eating for dinner and just watching us eat while they eat that that's what that's what my, <laughs> yeah so so that's my that's my someplace uh, green. What about you? What is your place? Someplace green. Uh, my place green. Um, I think I can work with an acre. You know, I'm not gonna get crazy, um, but I need a privacy fence around it. Um, I don't necessarily care for lawn maintenance, so I want to trick that yard out in a way that I don't have to. So let's put in a mini golf course instead of a yard. Um, but like you, the house is all going to be on um, one level. I, I don't I don't like stairs, and as I get older, I like them less. Um, but I'm not pretentious enough to ask for an elevator. Um, so yeah, let's just put it all on one level um, with a really big kitchen and a huge sink. Because the one thing I really dislike about the place that I live in, I love my place, but my sink is so small. You mm -hmm. know, you 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 eat uh, breakfast and lunch, and now it looks like you haven't washed dishes in weeks. Right. You know, and that was just two minutes a day, right? So I want a big sink. Um, 
everyone listening now knows TJ has a thing about sinks. I really do. Like, you don't even know the half of it. Um, but, yeah, so give me that sink. And I need a tub big enough for me to take a bath in. Okay. Okay. You know, let, let people in. And I haven't taken a bath since I've been 6'5". And that's been a long time. See, I I'm get that. I'm standing up when I'm paid. I get that. I get that. I could take or leave a tub because until I was 18, I didn't take anything but baths because we didn't have no shower at the house. So it was always, but again, that was one thing, the place I lived at for six of the seven years I was in Maine was an ADA approved apartment. So it was a shower, but it had a bench that you could just pull down and sit down if you needed it. Yeah, I've been around one of those. Yeah. But what you really need is the first place I lived at in Maine, the first apartment I lived at, because it had a huge, like, double sink, but there was no divider. There was no divider in there. And it was, like, probably, like, either two or three inches deeper than a regular sink. So it was a huge sink, and it had this huge, like, industrial, like, sprayer thing, so you could really, like, clean your dishes and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And and I had a dishwasher, so I was set. I I was just set. I would be, man. And that's the thing. Like, I'm a person who my house directly affects my mental health. Right. You know, if if it's cluttered, then I'm not in the best spot. So I need to keep things. I make my bed every morning whenever I get up. That's just the thing for me. So the kitchen. When it gets progressively worse and worse, actually does happen. It's like a rainy cloud on my day, you know? So if I had all those utensils that you just named, especially a dishwasher, oh, man. Oh, yeah, my stuff would stay clean. Or I could just buy paper plates. And then that would just eliminate everything. Then I would just have a lot of trash. I'm trying to shrink my footprint, but it's really hard to, right? Like, I want all my footprints to be shrinked. I'm always going to wear a size 16. So that's that that is my carbon footprint and my trauma footprint can be small. Gotcha. I got you. That has been my thing lately with myself because I've, I've, I've been trying to really look at myself and say, you know what? I've had all these traumas in my past. But I recognize that, and it's time to stop using them as an excuse. If you recognize the trauma, you need to deal with the trauma on your own terms. You're, you're not wrong, bro. So I, I, I say, you know, when if you don't know something, if I don't know something, don't try and hold me accountable for that because I didn't know. Right. Once you know something, now you have to act on that information. So if you've spent your entire life, you know, feeling like a victim because of a trauma and you finally realize, oh, man, I've been doing this because of this trauma. If you continue to do it, you are you're I mean, you're giving validity to that trauma. You're saying that that it's okay for that trauma to have control over your life. Um, And I I, I, I can't tell anybody how to live. I would just hope that once you identify the trauma then you do what is necessary to move past it. And I can only speak from experience in saying for me, you know, getting to the root of what a lot of my traumas were and then setting up the boundaries to move past it 
was one. They're some of the best things that I ever did. You know, right. because who wants to live with that hurt, or who wants to live with that anxiety that comes up when certain things are said or had? Like, if you have the potential to get past that, then why wouldn't you? Right. Right. I I, I definitely co-sign that. What has been the best thing that you have eaten in the past seven days? Ooh, ooh. That is an amazing question because I've actually had some some pretty good eats. Um, I will I will give a shout to a local business, Broad Street Burgers. I went to um, a gun show on Saturday um, to help a friend um, who was trying to get schooled on some um, so I schooled the friend and then you know as a reward for my you know years of knowledge on on you know handguns um, we went to uh, Broad Street Burger I got a juicy double um, which is just a double cheeseburger add bacon they've got some of the best fries you've ever had Broad Street Burger right next door to Center Stage Alliance on Broad Street. So yeah, um, that was it. That was, and there were, there are other, there are other things, but I don't want to sound like a porker by listing everything that was been, that's been the list. You said the best, that's going to, yes. that'll be it for right now. But uh, there was pie. Oh, well then that, that just, that puts it over the top. Yeah, I had no well no no I'm saying I had some pie on Sunday that was really, really good. So I wanted to say pie. And then okay, I'm sorry. I have to say this one. So you know Werther's, right? You yes. know Werther's. Werther's with the soft caramel, right? Yes. So right now they slang in the Werther's with cookie butter on the inside. Wow. It is absolutely Amazing. It tastes, it sounds absolutely amazing. Ridiculously good. So that's my recommendation. I'm sorry. I know it's out of turn. It is out of turn. I'm I'm sorry. Caramels with the cookie butter inside. I didn't know that caramel and cookie butter were friends. I didn't know that cookie butter existed until like five years ago. Now I'm realizing it's like the greatest thing. I was like, where was cookie butter at when I was a child? I would substitute a cookie butter for peanut butter. But now that I know cookie butter, I'm like, who knew caramel and cookie butter were hanging out? I hope they never break up, Joey. I hope they never break up. My personal um, point of view on cookie butter is that it's been around a long time. But about five to six years ago, it got um, Nutella's press agent and just took off. That's it. That's, That's what it. happened. You're not, you're not because it, it is, it is, and and what is it, biscotti? biscotti? Biscotti is that biscotti. am I saying? Yes, biscotti. Adi huh? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what the I think her name is uh, Megan D Stallion. She's always yeah. talking about that body adi adi. I'm talking about that biscotti adi adi. That's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. I can tell you, you could be in row triple z in the back of this huge plane but if they come around with those biscotti cookies you're like i'm in first class please give me some biscotti cookies 
And they're like, would you like an apple? Would you like an apple juice to go along with it? Yes, ma'am, I would. Uh, look, look, give me that biscotti. And the person next to me, oh, you don't want yours? I don't mind. Thank I'll you. I'll take I'll take his. Yes. Because I'm about that biscotti yaddy yaddy. Holler at me. <laughs> when you go to make the perfect Arnold Palmer, do you go lemonade or tea first? Oh, that's a good question. Um if you're making it at home, I can't even. So you, you asked me, it's funny you asked me this question because you know that I'm making Arnold Palmer every day. Mm-hmm. But when I'm making it at the sheets, I do it differently because I'm using their fountains or whatever. So I'll do a three second count on the lemonade and then I'll fill it up to the tea until I can see it. And then I do a cap of lemonade and then I mix it. Okay. In this big container. But if I'm making it at the house and I've got like a glass, something similar to what I saw you post um, a little while ago, you post this amazingly, you know, beautiful glass of Alma Palmer. I'm going to go tea first because there's only so much room in this glass. So you go tea first and then you lighten it with lemonade. Whereas if I go lemonade, I might pour too much lemonade and then I won't leave enough room. So then I'll have an extremely light. Arnold Palmer, which is still good, but if you ask him for the perfect one, I gotta go tea first, and then I gotta lighten off that. See, I go the exact opposite because this is what you. This is what a lot of people don't know. If you have to put ice in it, your ice placement is is what is key here. All right, so I have to eyeball it. However many ice cubes that they put in the glass, because usually it's me like mixing it myself, and I say, "Can I have some glass with some ice in it?" They give me like that much ice, like a third of the thing. That would be perfect. I go just beyond that with the lemonade. And then I go back with the tea until I get it to what I feel is the right color or I've reached the top of the glass. I can usually do it. And then if I'm like, oh, that's a little too dark, I can go and top it off with the light. But I've been having really good luck lately with the lemonade first and then going back with the tea. So. For me, you know, and, and this is how, I, how it is when I cook as well, I'm not following a recipe, right? So there are days that the Arnold Palmer that I make are better than others. Some days it's more tea, some days it's more lemonade, but on those perfect days, I'm like, oh, snap. And it just so happened this past weekend, I had a perfect day. Like I made it on Saturday before I went to the gun show, but then I put it in the fridge and did not touch it until Sunday morning. So I'm assuming that I must have went heavy on the tea because that next day, it having been in my little bubble cooler and in the fridge, the ice was still there and it was perfect. When I say perfect, I mean perfect. The perfect blend of sweet tea and tartness from the lemonade. I said, bro, I can sell it. That's how good it was. I wouldn't and nothing wrong with that man so uh, i'm very cognizant of your time you've done your recommendation uh, let me see what mine would be Ooh, uh this friday on peacock as it come out it was two days ago as this comes out uh they are having a monk movie 
Mr. Monk's last case. His first movie, his last case, is what they say. But I feel if they do it, if they if they do good ratings, I feel that there are more movies in the future. So I'm trying to get caught up. I've got a handful of episodes left. Uh, been working hard to try to get through uh, those, but looking forward uh, to that. Uh, TJ, before I let you go, go ahead and plug any and everything that you have. Lord, I'm so thankful for everything that I got coming my way. Um, met an amazing comedian today. And Joe, you and I are going to talk more about that um, off the air because it might be an opportunity for you to bring those comedic stylings down here. Um, so what's coming next? Um, I'm auditioning um, for a competition show this weekend. I am writing and filming a short film next week and i will be hosting an open mic night and charity event on uh, january 11th um so that's what's coming up in the immediate awesome you can always get me at the joey harris facebook Twitter, I still call it Twitter, Instagram, pretty much any social media if I'm on it is at the Joey Harris, Joey Harris Comedy at gmail.com. TJ, thank you again, folks. TJ uh coming uh at you live from his car. So if you hear a couple of um technical issues, that's what it is. He's doing me a solid with this. I love you, my brother. We're going to talk more after we stop recording, but thank you all so much, and we will see you next time.